Thanks for listening to the Granary Church Podcast. For more information, head to granary.org.au or follow us on social media at The Granary Church. Good morning. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Ian. Uh, my name's Naomi Fraser. If I haven't met you before, I would love to meet you. It's a bit difficult in these times, especially once I put my mask back on after this. Uh, but I, this is my first Sunday back, actually. How good is it? How, how sweet is the fellowship when we're actually back together? I wasn't sure how I'd feel about trying not to sing, but there's still such a beautiful, tangible presence of God when we're gathered together. And so I'm very thankful for that. Uh, before we get started, I just want to uh, open in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the privilege that it is to come to gather together freely around your word. And even in this age of restrictions, God, there is such freedom here in your spirit. And I ask God that you would reveal more of yourself to each one of us today. Have your way in us, we pray. Amen. Okay, so we're in the middle of a challenge on spiritual warfare. And this morning, I really felt it put on my heart this last couple of weeks to bring a word about faith, faith for victory, faith for breakthrough, faith for overcoming. And it says in 1 John 5, 4, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. Yay. And this victory, this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. It's a big responsibility. It's our faith that overcomes the world. Whoa, what a mighty weight on our shoulders that we have to have enough faith to overcome the world. Actually, that's not what it means. That's how I've often read it in the past. But there is a difference between belief and faith. Belief is what we can generate in our own heads and minds. And faith is a gift from God. And that's what I want to talk about today, what the gift of faith from God is and the difference between faith and belief. Because I don't know about you, but oftentimes in the past and, and even now I still fall into this, I work myself up to a place of believing for what it is that I'm asking God for so that I can boldly claim this verse. Therefore, I tell you whatever, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. What I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And then I, I pray and I pray and I declare that I've received it and I say, I am healed or whatever it is, this this will happen, this can happen, I believe it, I've cast all doubt from my mind. And you know what, sometimes it still doesn't happen. Anybody else been in that place? <laughs> I'm getting confused about why the, Jesus would say something like this and then I, I'm convinced that I believe I've received it and I still haven't received it. This verse is actually out of context right now, so a bit later on we're going to put it in context. But this is the struggle that I've had that when I've come to a place of finally understanding that there's a difference between belief and faith, which in the context of this verse comes first, things start to happen. Faith is required to see this kind of breakthrough, but it's not a faith that we can drum up by sheer will. It's a gift. I'm just channeling my inner lecturer because we have a lot of material to cover in a very short amount of time. And so this is the outline. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about definitions of faith and then types of faith that we find in Scripture. And I wanted to put this outline up here to assure you that it's not just all going to be like nitty-gritty definitions and textbook stuff and theological definitions for things. We're going to talk about faith as a gift and then that mountain-moving kind of faith. You know, that Scripture about if you have faith just the size of a mustard seed, 
you can tell a mountain to move and it will move. We're going to talk a bit about that. The faith of God as opposed to the faith in God. And then how to tell the difference between belief that is in us and faith that is a gift from God. All right, we've got to get started. There's so much to cover. Uh, Definitions of faith. Before I read that one, let me read Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. That's beautiful, isn't it? It's this kind of assurance and confidence, which is what this definition from the Theological Dictionary of the New Testament calls faith. It defines it as dependence on, trust in, obedience to, expectation or certainty of the triune God. However, it's been criticised for being a bit limited because it doesn't talk about the relationship between faith and healing, faith and miracles, faith and signs or faith and power. So I thought, okay, well, let's go find another definition. So I found this one from the Discovery Bible and their word studies. Faith is always a gift from God, never something that can be produced by people, always a gift. And then this line, faith for the believer is God's divine persuasion. It is God's warranty that guarantees the fulfilment of the revelation he births within the receptive believer. Okay, so not quite as limited as the first one, but very wordy. So let's break that down a little bit. Faith for the believer is God's divine persuasion. What does that mean? Persuasion, this aspect of persuasion in the word faith comes from the root word for faith in the Greek. And it's distinct from human belief because when God births uh, faith in our hearts, he's revealing his will to us. He's moving us from our place into his will, from where our will is into his will, and he's taking us along that journey. It's this divine persuasion of his will in our hearts. Faith can move us to a position that we weren't in before. So our belief might get us to a certain point where we believe that he can do something, but his gift of faith takes us to the point where we are sure, certain that it will happen. It's the divine persuasion of his will. And faith is God's warranty that guarantees the fulfilment of the revelation. And uh, this idea of warranty comes from the secular use of the word in the ancient Greek where faith referred to a guarantee, kind of like we have in legalese these days, good faith when you act on good faith. And in scripture, this is God at work. Faith is God at work to make sure, to guarantee that what he promised will actually be fulfilled. It's his work, not our work. And it's his guarantee that what he has said will indeed come to pass. And the revelation, it's the guarantee that of the fulfilment of the revelation that he births within the receptive believer. The receptive believer is the one who's yielded or surrendered to his working through us. And faith is, this is uh, in reference to a commentary from Hebrews, faith is always a response to a divine revelation. Faith comes after a revelation has already come. It's always preceded by a revelation. And W.H. Griffith Thomas said this in relation to Hebrews 11, which I don't know if you are familiar with that passage, but it's known as the faith chapter. And if we had time today, I would read it in full for you because it is absolutely beautiful. It's quite long, but it goes through all of the heroes from the Old Testament and recounts their faith and commends them for their faith. And when you read through that, you notice that they all start with a revelation. By faith, Noah being warned by God 
That warning came as a revelation of what God was about to do. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of a place. And at every other point in Abraham's journey, he was given revelations about what God was about to do, where God was taking him, what God was doing. So we know that faith is always a response to a divine revelation. So let's put all of this back together again. And this is just in my own words now based on a lot of study. This has come out of a couple of years of my own personal trying to understand this. Faith always has the element of assurance, certainty and confidence. We know that, right? But that's quite similar to what our belief can be as well. When I have a a belief in, in something, it shares this quality of having this sense of assurance and certainty and confidence. This is where faith starts to differ from belief because faith is a gift from God and this is, this is the key part. It comes effortlessly without straining. Whereas when I'm trying to drum up my own belief for something, I tend to have to work a little bit at it to repeat it until I feel like I believe it or to say it over and over and over again, or to do whatever meditation, or or sometimes it's spiritual acts like fasting or praying until I feel like I've drummed up enough belief in something that I might see God move. That's not faith. That's my own work. Faith is God's gift. And faith comes effortlessly without toil. We can't produce faith ourselves because... Faith is going beyond our own belief. It goes to a place beyond where we can get to by ourselves, even given a million years to strain after it. Faith is going beyond the point we can get to by ourselves. It's beyond belief. And I mean that literally. Faith is God's work. It is God's guarantee that all of his revelations to us, both his promises in scripture and a prophetic word that comes from him, will come to pass. Okay, so this is the definition of faith from some word studies and uh, people who have studied the scripture. But I think it's beneficial to us to also have a little bit of a look at how faith is talked about in scripture for ourselves today. Uh, So I want to talk about uh, two types of faith uh, as faith is talked about in the New Testament. In scripture, actually, uh, scripture uses the word faith in multiple ways. And because of time, I really only have time to look at these two, which I think are... Uh, probably the, the biggest ones, that's just my opinion, but we're short on time. Saving faith. It says in Ephesians 2.8, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. So there we have it. Faith is the gift of God. And uh, Romans 5 and Romans 10, we're justified through faith and it is by faith uh, that we can boldly proclaim uh, that we are saved, that he is drawn near. So faith is very integral to our coming to a place of salvation. Grace is a gift, but the faith to believe in that grace is also a gift. I had a friend once who came to stay with us. Well, he was a couch surfer at first. He's a friend now. And when he first came to us, he had never previously contemplated the existence of a God. And the day that he arrived, he'd already been invited to church twice, and we invited him like a third time. And so he came along begrudgingly and um, that weekend started a journey of his that lasted for three months where he just kept questioning. 
Uh, he has a physics degree, so he's very science-minded. And he really needed to understand and he really needed to have all of the evidence lined up and to prove to himself that the Bible was right, that Jesus is who he says he is, and that it is actually worth believing in and following. And uh, we stayed up late numerous nights trying to answer his questions. And I got quite anxious because a lot of his questions were so detailed and so specific, I just did not have the answers. I'm not trained in apologetics, specifically not in some of these areas he was asking about. And I really started to get quite anxious that I was a stumbling block to him. So I prayed and I was like, God, what do I, how do I answer him? Do I need, what book should I get? And God just took me to Ephesians 2. And I started praying for him daily for three months that he would receive the gift of faith. And when he came to us and he wanted to ask questions or argue a point, I didn't say to him, dude, you just need faith. Stop asking questions. His questions are important. But because I'm not in a position to answer them, I was just honest. I've never thought of that. I don't know. I don't have any answers. Maybe we'll find someone with answers for you or who can discuss this with you. And I would go away and I would just pray for faith for him. And you know what? He did go looking for those answers. It took him to several different Bible colleges, took him to numerous churches all over Australia until three months later he called us because he'd given his life to Jesus. And this is how it happened. He'd gotten to a place where he felt in his heart that he would never have the answers and he just had to either accept Jesus or walk away. And you know what? At that moment he was suddenly filled with this faith that Jesus was worth accepting even though he still had not matched up his ideas and his belief with the scriptures and with this idea of Jesus and he called us ecstatic because he'd finally come to this place and it was just this gift of faith. Because he was still, at that point, was like, I don't, intellectually, I don't agree with this at all. <laughs> and yet here he was, proudly a Christian, meeting with Jesus for the first time in a relational way. So faith is for saving. Faith is for salvation. And it is a gift. And it can come to us and fill us and reassure us of our status with God as saved ones, even if we're not quite sure we believe it in our heads yet. Faith can bypass that and meet with our hearts. And then there's the healing faith or faith for miracles. Faith is so intertwined with miracles and healing and breakthrough. In Mark 10, blind Bartimaeus got his sight and Jesus said to him, go, your faith has healed you. And in Luke 8, a woman who was bleeding for years just touched the edge of his cloak and Jesus turned around, found her and said, go, your faith has healed you, go in peace. Maybe you're thinking, like, hang on, Naomi, you've just been saying that faith isn't from us. Faith is a gift. And here's Jesus saying, your faith has healed you. And your faith has healed you. Look twice, and actually numerous times. So what, what is that about? And I've so frequently <laughs> read these types of passages and said, oh, okay, I just need some more faith and then I'll be healed. Or I just need some more faith and then when I pray for somebody, they'll be healed. I just need a bit more faith and then I'll see breakthrough in my finances. I just need a bit, I just need a bit more faith. It's on us. But actually, that's a kind of very westernized, modern way of reading these scriptures. Jesus says, go, your faith has healed you, but faith is still a gift. Let me explain it this way. I wanted to buy my mum a watch for her birthday and I premeditated that act 
and I researched the watches and I put away some savings and then I, at great expense, paid for the watch. And then when I gave her the watch, I didn't say, hey, mum, how's my watch going? Does it work? Does it fit on your wrist? Does it look good? Does it go with your outfits? How's my watch going? No, no, it's her watch. I said to her, how's your watch going? Have you been wearing your watch? Because even when I was thinking about it, the ultimate, it was intended for her possession, never for my possession. And even when I had it and was wrapping it, I didn't think of it as my watch. I still only thought of it as her watch. And it's the same with the gift of grace and the gift of faith. God paid the price for our salvation, for us to be in relationship with him and to be imbued with his power and his gift of faith. But never at any point does he still think of it as his faith. It was always intended for us. And so he thinks of it as it's your faith. Go, your faith has made you well, even though he just imparted that faith to get to that place of being well. And uh, he didn't just do this with healing. He also did this with fish. This is after he's been resurrected. He's uh, appearing to the disciples. They don't recognise him yet. And he's asking them, hey, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. So he said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. And when they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. They recognise Jesus, they get to shore, they light a fire and then Jesus says to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. Now, I don't know about you but they were fishing there for a while without catching anything. They didn't catch that fish until Jesus showed up and divinely intervened and yet he still says to them, bring some of the fish you caught. Even when he works through us, he's saying the fish you have just caught. So when we read passages such as in Mark and Luke where Jesus says, go, your faith has healed you, that's not a burden on us to drum up more faith to get our own healing. That's God saying, the gift of faith I just gave you is what has healed you. Go in peace. Does that make sense? Let's look at this from a slightly different perspective. This is the mountain moving, moving kind of faith. Uh, so I'll just read this from Mark chapter 11. And the context for this is that uh, Jesus has previously walked this way, wanted to get some fruit from this tree. There was none, so he cursed it. And then they're walking back that way uh, a day or two later and Jesus, uh, this is what happened. So he's with his disciples. In the morning as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the root. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. I tell you the truth, if anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins." We see here, this is the context for the verse that I so often used to call on God and say, well, hang on, I believe, why didn't I receive? Uh, and God, Jesus started this by saying, have faith in God. But we could actually, from the Greek, translate have faith in God as have faith of God or even 
have faith from God. And it quite, makes quite a difference to our modern sensibilities because having faith in God puts the burden on me to come to a place of having strong faith. But when we have faith of God or from God, it's a gift and God is the one who is supplying the faith. And even when we do translate it as in, it fits with some of Jesus' other teachings to think of it still as a gift. Uh, His teaching on abiding in the vine uses this same preposition, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. We are not left alone on this journey of getting faith for our healing, our breakthrough, our victory. It's not a burden upon us to get to a place of having enough faith to see God move. It's a gift and he wants to give it to us freely. But how can we tell the difference between our belief and our faith? Uh, This is a quote from Dr Charles Price who had an amazing healing ministry in the early 1900s. He saw tens of thousands of people healed. But he got to a point late in his career where he started to question why some people got healed and other people didn't. And he even, like after he'd seen so many miracles, it was just happening all the time for him, people were still showing up who were not being healed. And he really wanted to go on this journey of understanding why. And he concluded that to a certain extent, there's part of God's will at play here. We can't control every aspect of God's will. There are some times when we can't explain it either. But he found that there was something else happening if people came with belief that they'd mistaken for faith. And they would come saying, yes, 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 I have the faith for this healing. But it was actually still their personal belief at work in them without leaving room for God's faith to work within them. And so this is what he said about belief and faith. To believe in healing is one thing, but to have faith for it is altogether something else. We have made faith a condition of mind when it is a divinely imparted grace of the heart. You can believe a promise and at the same time not have the faith to appropriate it. But we have formed the habit of trying to appropriate by belief, forgetting the while that belief is a mental quality, something we produce ourselves, And that when we try to believe ourselves into an experience, a spiritual experience, an an extraordinary impossible experience, we are getting into a physical realm, a metaphysical realm that is just what we can see, hear and touch. But we know from Hebrews that faith is the assurance of things hoped for and not yet seen. It's the faith for things that are in a different realm altogether, in the spiritual realm. That's where a breakthrough comes from. That's where God breaks through into our metaphysical realm. So let's just break this down a little bit and we can see that belief, to believe in healing is one thing. To be able to say, yes, I believe that God can move is one thing. But to have faith for it is altogether something else. I just want to share a little story at this point uh, because when I was younger I was diagnosed with celiac disease and when I was a teenager somebody in my church said to me, I really believe God wants to heal you. You know God wants to heal you, right? And I used to always respond to that by, yeah, 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 I know, I know. And what I really meant was, I know God can heal, but I don't have any confidence that he wants to heal me. 
I didn't realise it at the time because I've only learnt this stuff recently, that I had the belief that God could heal but no faith for the actual act of him healing me in that moment. But that prophetic word stuck around in the back of my head and seven years later, actually after I'd developed a whole lot of chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia conditions, I was really challenged in one of my daily devotions to start petitioning God for prayer. I realised I'd never really had a list of ongoing petitions. And on that list I wrote, be healed from my celiacs. I didn't write, be healed from any of the chronic debilitating things I had. I just wrote the one that means, means I can only shop in one aisle of the supermarket. To this day I'm still a bit confused about why I wrote it down because it wasn't something that I'd ever really wanted or thought that I wanted. Uh, I think it was faith already moving in me actually. And then that same day we were in Germany and my husband and I met with our friends who had already prepared us this beautiful, very glutinous and wheat intoxicated lasagna for dinner. And I all of a sudden inexplicably was filled with this confidence that if I ate that I would be healed. I have no explanation for where this confidence came from because without it the reality was that I probably would have ended up in hospital and completely ruined the rest of our trip. Hospital in a foreign country where you don't speak the language just because you ate a lasagna. That was, you know, the actual reality. That's where my belief was at. But this faith stole over me and all of a sudden I had this absolute confidence and this faith was so strong that my husband took one look at me saying this and went, okay, okay then, do it. He had it too. He had this confidence as well. And so we went in and we sat down and then all of a sudden my faith trembled. It just fled a little bit. This gift that I was given was still there but in the sight of an actual lasagna I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And our friend opposite me at the table randomly without any reason why this topic came up started telling a story about how he had heard the audible voice of God as a child and as a result been healed of all of his allergies. And so this faith suddenly came back in a renewed way because God knows what we need. And I ate all of my serve of lasagna, two serves of Bavarian chocolate cake for dessert, had three different types of bread for breakfast, a schnitzel and a beer for lunch and felt fine. Never once had a symptom. Yeah, <laughs> that's a genuine healing story. And um, I didn't know, to know it at the time, but actually all of my chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia symptoms also vanished pretty much overnight. I never had any, any bouts of it again. God completely healed me. And the only way that I can explain it, this is why I've started this journey to understand faith and belief, is that a supernatural impartation of faith came into my heart that gave me the confidence that not only God can do it, because I already had a, my own belief that he could do it, but that he would do it and he would do it then in that moment. And so I was able to step out in confidence that he would be there. And it was totally supernatural because the moment that I kind of trembled on it, my faith, it fled. And then he brought it back and said, no, no, this is happening and this is happening now. When we believe God's promises for us and the goodness of his nature and don't have the faith to appropriate that belief, uh, we can get a bit messed up. If I had just said, no, no, God's given me a prophetic word and I've prayed for it. I'm just going to eat this lasagna and then step out in faith 
You heard that expression before. I'm going to step out in faith. Before the faith came, I actually don't know if it would have gone the same way. Dr. Price, who wrote this, has a story about how there was one time at a meeting, he was at a healing meeting, a woman came in a wheelchair and she actually came and then sent the wheelchair home. She just got herself into a chair and then sent the wheelchair home. She said, I'm not going to need this. I'm going to leave here walking. And she did. She left walking. He told that testimony and uh, at another meeting a couple of months later and so a woman there sent her wheelchair home. She was like, I'm going to leave walking. She didn't leave walking. And his only explanation for it is that she heard the testimony, stepped out in faith without there being the presence of faith. If we don't have faith to appropriate the belief, then we might form the habit of trying to appropriate by belief. We might appropriate the habit of just stepping out to see if this will happen, will God show up? And that's more testing God than stepping out in obedience because we've had a revelation that's come with the confidence and assurance of his supernatural faith for that. And so it's actually very important to make sure we do know the difference between belief and faith but also to keep abiding with him so that we know the difference. Um, I'm just going to call the band back up at this point. Uh, One time I was praying for a woman in a hospital in a Middle Eastern country that's really close to the gospel. I can't tell you where it was. And her family was an Islamic hospital and her family kind of had managed to get us into the ICU where she was and even though it was kind of really illegal that we were there because we weren't family. And then they asked us to pray our true prayers. They really believed that we would be able to bring healing to this woman who was dying of cancer. And I remember my husband and I, we laid our hands on her. We prayed all kinds of commanding prayers for the cancer to shrink, for her pain to go, for her to wake up from her coma, for all her vital signs to turn. And I felt, honestly, I can tell you now, I felt nothing. I felt absolutely nothing as I laid hands on her, no spiritual presence of the Lord, until I finally stopped and I said to God, okay, I don't feel you here. What, what do you want us to do? And I just felt the Holy Spirit nudge me, why don't you sing? And so I asked our friend, is it okay if we sing? And so together we sang, what a beautiful name. And we just sang that together, my husband and I, and everybody broke down in tears around us. They filmed us. The sound carried through the entire ICU. I was like, this is so illegal. And all of a sudden I felt the power of the Holy Spirit tingling in my hand, warmth on her where I laid my hands on her. And um, you know what? The story of this is that she didn't actually receive healing that day. She passed away a couple of weeks later. Her vital signs turned around a little bit, but it wasn't quite enough. But what happened was later that night, the entire rest of the extended family came to the house where we were staying. And they said to us, what did you, what did you sing? And so we sang it again. And then they asked us for all the details of what it meant. And we preached the gospel in a country where it is illegal to preach the gospel. And we preached it to an entire extended family. And then we started asking if we could pray for them and we prayed for all of them and we got prophetic words for them and they were all by the end of it weeping because they couldn't believe that we knew these things about them. So not only did we get to minister to this poor woman in the hospital, but we got to minister to her entire family with the truth, with this love. And that wouldn't have happened if I just kept command praying 
because I wouldn't have become in tune to what it was that God was wanting to do. And that's where faith comes into it. We don't just step out in faith and obedience. That's not always going to work. The power of God won't always follow us. We need to follow him and where he's going. So just in summary, we know it is faith and not belief when there's no toil, when there's no struggle to manufacture it, when we feel his presence and that confidence and assurance that he is moving, that he's about to move. And you know what's more, we can ask for this gift of faith to be imparted to us. I kind of really wish I'd known this when I was younger. Maybe I would have started asking God that way for my healing. God, I don't think you can do this. Please give me the faith for this. It's okay to be honest with Him, even if our belief is struggling. And when we abide, we're in relationship with Him, with the Father. And this is where when we hear His revelation and His words to us, faith moves a bit more because it starts with a revelation. And even though Jesus calls it your faith, We just want to remind you that it's the the purpose of faith is to fulfil His plan upon the earth and all glory belongs to God for that, even when He calls it your faith. So at your tables, if you feel comfortable, I want to invite you to share in maybe just one or two sentences an area of your life that you have been wanting to see God move in, that you're waiting for breakthrough, for victory, and maybe you have a belief that He can do it And maybe you don't have a belief that he can do it, but you really would love to have the faith, the gift of faith that he can do it. And then if you're willing, would you pray for each other for that gift of faith to be imparted to you?